Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart, and we are in the gate of wholehearted devotion of all acts, which is chapter 5. And uh, we've been talking about the temptations of the Yetzer Hara, how the Yetzer Hara tries to tries to get us and, and the, the more refined a person is and the more spiritually elevated the more refined and the more elevated the Yetzer Hara is gonna be he's gonna attack you from every side so it says here that uh, we have to make a fence for the Torah this is in the Pirkei Avot make a fence for the Torah and it's asked us here why was um, why was Jerusalem destroyed? Because they based their actions on biblical law and did not go beyond the strict requirements of the law. Uh, said Rabbi Huna, whoever is involved only in Torah study is like one who has no God. As it says, for a, a long time Israel was without the true God. The inference is that without both Torah and acts of grace, one is without the true God. So what it's telling us here is that so important not only to learn Torah, it's very nice to learn Torah, but if you don't put it into action, you don't put the mitzvot and you're not keeping mitzvahs, like you can be learning all these classes, but if you're not keeping mitzvot, then it's, uh, it's, not, it's not relevant, it's, there's no God. So one of the pious ones said, whoever does no, no more than his duty, fails in his duty. And, but going beyond one's duty is acceptable only after first fulfilling one's duty. So it's very important that a person is always striving to do more. Like you cannot sit down and say, okay, I'm doing everything I have to do and that's it, I'm done. This is how my mother did it, my father did it. I've heard people say this. This is how we did it in our home and this is how we do it and I don't need to learn more. And what this rabbi is saying is that this is not a Torah way of thinking. This is not the way it is because we have to continuously be growing and, and bettering ourselves and there's always room to grow and there's always room to be better. Uh, you keep Shabbat, wonderful, but okay, be more stringent in certain things in Shabbat, be more careful in certain things in Shabbat. To keep Shabbat perfectly is a, is a lifetime uh, job. It's not so easy. So there's always room to grow in whatever you do. There's always a better way to do it. And so what it's saying here is that uh, whoever does not does no more than his duty fails in his duty. Like if a person is not striving to grow and be better, he's going to fail in what he does. He's, every day he's going to be doing it less and less and less and less. So our sages permitted us, even obligated us, to go beyond what is required, as they said. We add from the prof, profane to the sacred to assume additional fasting prayer and almsgiving and to refrain from overindulging in permitting but superfluous foods. They caution against swearing in God's name, even in regard to the truth, talking too much, even if one speaks no falsehood, discussing other people's affairs, even if our remarks are not disparaging, praising someone extravagantly, even if he deserves it, and speaking contemptuously and loathing of those who fall short in their observance, even if they deserve such treatment and may similar manners. So what it's telling us here, Rabbi Pakuda, is that there's always room to go, grow. There's always more to do. There's always a way to do things better. If, if you don't do Lashonara, you don't speak about people in a bad way, start not speaking about people, you know, at all. 
if, uh, if you're stringent in, um, in certain things, then become stringent in others too. It's, it's, this is the way that we are able to maintain ourselves in the straight path. So it is now proper to illustrate the second kind of temptation. He's going to talk about another type of temptation, which examples from which the rest of the cases may be deduced so that a person may be wary of them with God's help by knowing them because of every form of good there is a scorch that can destroy it. So in, in every good there's evil. Like every good you do can become not good. So whoever knows of the various afflictions that undermine right conduct will know how to avoid them. But he who knows only the good will not retain any of it because of all the ills that beset it. So what he's saying here is that a person that is pious, a person that is God-fearing, he instructs himself first in what he should not do. It's very important to know what is not permitted, to learn what is not permitted in order to avoid it and then learn what is good for you. Because if we only concentrate on what is good for us and we disregard what is not good for us, at the end we're going to end up doing what is not good for us. Rabban Yohanan ben Sakai said, in regard to fraudulent weights and measures, woe to me if I speak of them and woe to me if I do not speak of them. If I speak of them, then I'm teaching people how to, how to uh, steal from other people by putting their weights with a wrong weight uh, and cheat others. And if I don't teach it, then people are going to be uh, sinning without knowing they're sinning. So what should I do? And so they asked him, what did you do at the end? What did you do? Did you teach it or did you not teach it? And he says, I did speak of them. I, I did uh, teach it basing his decision on the verse of Hosea, for the way of gods are straight and the upright walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. So what he's saying is, I have to teach the Torah, I have, that's my responsibility, I have to teach what is a, a, the way to balance your weights, and whoever's going to be righteous is going to take care of it, and whoever's not going to be righteous, that's him with God. But my, my responsibility is to, to teach people how to do the right thing. So, so this, is, this is very interesting, uh, the way that Rabbi Pakula really interprets everything, how he looks at the world. Uh, it really helps us serve God in a much better way, with more understanding and more love. And, um, and we have to be responsible for what we have to be responsible. I remember many years ago, uh, 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 a came to my house to give a shiur and there was this lady and she was very upset and she said to the and you know, I, I don't get it. Why are women in the re Jewish religion there's looked as less? Like men, they wear tefillim, they go to shul, they read from the Torah and we were renegated to the house and to cooking and cleaning and keeping, taking care of our kids. And why can't we do these things? So the rabbi said to her, you know what, it's nowhere in the Torah it says that a woman cannot lay on tefillin. It doesn't say that it's a sin for a woman to put on tefillin. It's more, Rashi's daughters used to put on tefillin. But before you go to shul at 6 o'clock in the morning to pray with a minion and put on your tefillin, you have to make sure that your house is taken care of. It, it cannot be that a woman goes and puts on tefillin but the kids are not being uh, given their breakfast and dressed and taken to school. 
each one has their own, own mitzvot to fulfill. Women have this, men have this. There are different obligations. For a woman, it's not an obligation to put on a, a tefillin. This is not our obligation. This is an extra thing. But first, before you're going to do extra, make sure that you do what you have to do. So I leave you with this thought. And I wish you a beautiful Tubeav. And remember to live a little higher. Thank you.